Will you join me in the Party Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the party of the United Party of Parties, and to the party for which it stands, one party, under party, party, with party and party for all. Richard, how's it going? Good. Good. Oh, man, this is exciting. This is, uh, let's see, tonight, today is March 1st, the day we're recording this. Uh, You're Not Alone uh, comes out officially tomorrow. Well, yeah, but it is uh, East Coast time. It's March 2nd, so it is officially out right now. That's true. All right. And so, uh, as it's very likely that some of those listening have heard at least a couple of the songs, if not all of them, thanks to NPR's first listen, where they just kind of rolled the whole thing out beforehand, right? Yeah, and uh, maybe we should just, if you haven't heard the album yet, like, first of all, just stop this podcast right now and go listen to that album, you dummy. You know? <laughs> yes. Listen yeah. to the album and then come back and then, and we can chat. Yeah, because I've been um, listening to the, the album... Uh, over and over again since I first heard it. I guess that was like two days ago. Uh, I think it was Monday. Was it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it was Tuesday. Um, but overall, okay. First off, just overall main impression. I really like it. What about you? Really? Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, I really like it. And I'm kind of surprised at myself for saying that because this album ha- has a lot of ballads in it. And <laughs> I really like the upbeat and frantic, exciting Andrew W.K. At least I thought I did. But I don't know. There's just something about um, the emotions and the messages in these songs uh, mm-hmm. that really resonate with me. That isn't to say that there aren't some ballads or some songs that I'm not a huge fan of that are just a little bit, I don't know, not exciting enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that respect, like I was worried. Is it the song Break the Curse? Yes, Break that the song curse, right? That song I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I'm not a huge fan of is uh, The Party Never Dies. Mm, okay. Um. feel like there might be one more oh there's uh give up on you that one has like this uh intro you, right <laughs> yeah and like and then it starts going dun 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 and i was thinking like the first time i heard the song i was like oh here we go here here we go and then it just yeah. goes dun 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 and it's like <laughs> oh it's another it's a this is more of a slow pace again <laughs> yeah so yeah, there's a. We started off talking about we liked it. Yeah. And we've already we quickly went to the things we don't like. <laughs> <sighs> so let's let's get yeah I I also have critiques. Um, I would say break the curse is probably my least favorite as well. Yeah. Um, it's six minutes and twenty two seconds long. Yeah. Not to say that I don't appreciate it for what it is. It's just not my favorite on the album. Right. Uh, well, and so this album has 16 tracks. Mm-hmm. There's 
two of them are just instrumentals, right? The very first song, The Power of Partying, mm -hmm. that doesn't have any, any lyrics. And then right. uh, what's the next one? It's towards the end. Confusion. Uh, yeah. Oh, Beyond, Beyond, yeah. Beyond Oblivion, yeah. Beyond Oblivion. So you take those two instruments, and there's three tracks of just like spoken word stuff. And so we're down mm -hmm. to uh, 11 tracks then of right. typical songs with uh, lyrics and everything. Typical which, songs. Which isn't but like here's the a thing. lot. You know. It's not a lot. But here's the other thing is uh, the album is uh, even a little bit even less than that because – well, I, I shouldn't say less than that. So yeah, you said – you said 11 tracks? Is that what you came up with? Yeah. So, even like, uh, you know, the song verse, like verse chorus, kind of typical song structure. Right. Um, it's even less than that. I would say there's probably like nine songs that are kind of like the normal um, structure. But The Devil's On Your Side and Break the Curse are kind of like these, they have like these, these, they're almost the last half of those songs are instrumentals as well. Right. Yeah. Um, the first half is pretty, they're pretty straightforward. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say filler. That's the wrong word. Um, there's a lot of, even though there's 16 tracks on here, they're not your, uh, typical, I guess, radio play like song structured. Right. Uh, in a, in an album. What do, you, what, do, what do you think of the uh, like the motivational spoken word interludes? Um, I liked them the first time, mm -hmm. and I think that's they probably must have been like uh, important messages he wanted to to get out. You know, some like important concepts. The thing about it is, it's just innately there's not a lot of like replay factor into that right i mean i'm yeah. gonna be skipping those tracks every single every single time i listen through the album now i mean i listened to them once and i was like oh okay cool totally and yep. then that, that's it yeah that, that's i've never liked when bands do that on on albums when they've because yeah same thing i'm always skipping them first time through it's cool and i i don't know I, it's kind of funny like it's like Andrew was maybe he was a little cons too concerned. He was concerned that people weren't getting it, and so he needed <laughs> to like explicitly say what to get, you know. Yeah. Uh, but man, this album just comes out like the like the first uh, four, five songs uh, mm -hmm. are just like great. Like the album just starts. Amazing. Super strong. Super strong. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the song, I don't know anything. That is just, uh, dude, that's like my jam now. I, that song is like the, <clears throat> so we talked about this in past podcasts, how, um, like I feared this album, you know, if people are expecting I get wet part two, then I'm worried that they're going to be totally let down. Yeah. And, even a small portion inside me even still wants an I get wet part two, you know? Right. But the bigger part of me wants, this album is like for me. I feel like I love it. Um, <laughs> but the, I don't know anything song is definitely like I get wet worthy, right? It's, yeah. 
it totally is i mean maybe it doesn't like sound exact same like the same production but it's the same type of uh song it could go right on that album i think yeah i i love that song too and i just like not only here's the thing like i was saying before kind of like the difference between just the feeling of emotion and excitement with like a really fast paced song which most of i get wet is but Mm -hmm. at least on the surface the lyrics are mostly pretty shallow right right Mm -hmm. um the difference here is that i don't know anything has like a message that's also like very fun and like and like uh rewarding you know Like, you know what it's made me think of is like, I don't know if you've heard of these, like, there's like these studies that they do. I don't know how they do this, but like the act of smiling can like have an effect on your emotional state. Have you ever heard of that? Sure. Yeah. Or like how, uh, if you like stand up tall, you'll be more confident or it's like you can like manipulate how you feel by doing things with your body. Right. And I feel like I don't know anything like. Usually the concept of being confused and uncertain and just like not understanding or not knowing something is a bad one. Like that has a negative connotation, but it's almost like (laughs) there's this happiness to it and like levity that just makes it like, it's like, it's just so fun to, to just turn that around on its head, which is like really, I feel like it's becoming Andrew's MO is just like, turning negativity pessimism around and 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 um you know seeing things through a different lens and using the negativity or or setbacks or misunderstanding or not knowing into positives you know right right well i can't remember if you pointed it out or if it was an interview that i read but um i think you were the one that talked about like music is worth living for is kind of like uplifting but also like what is it what is he talking about here is like is he suicidal right you know i think i think you brought that up so it's like it's happy but it's also sad at the same time and i never connected that until you just said that right now but um i don't know anything yeah yeah it's usually a negative thing but then he immediately says right afterwards that's all right Mm -hmm. and that's okay like he he makes you feel okay that it's uh, a bad thing right and you can just be like dancing and jumping up and down excited and just be like, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh man, I was, uh, again, I'm, I keep going to these, uh, telling these stories of listening to music while running on a treadmill. Oh, okay. And I listened to this whole thing this morning on the treadmill and man, it was just so much fun. <laughs> I was just pumped throughout the day. Did you make it through it. the whole thing? No, I... I uh, I jumped tracks a little bit here and there, but man, was I on like a, a like positive spring in my step throughout the day. The other song that's like that is "The Devil's on Your Side." Do you like that one? Um, well, okay, actually, no. "Devil's on Your Side" is, and "Break the Curse" is one some of my least favorite ones. So tell oh, really? me why you liked "Devil's on Your Side." Yeah, so um, I really like. Uh, this it's like the same kind of contrary message and it's just like um how the devil's on your side meaning that uh the bad things that happen to you are for your benefit and so 
all the all the lyrics are just talking about how uh, everything that 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 uh, the devil is doing to you or the negative things that happen to you are all for your good and there's no way you can get away from them and so be thankful that the devil's on your side because he's the one who's pushing you to become better and you should be grateful and happy and embrace it and and be excited about it there is there is like this insane part in that song with like the the drums and the keyboard uh-huh. it like kicks it into really fast and i like that's like amazing sounding it's like I, I can can we play songs while like can you hear i don't know what can the you, uh, the uh, rules are about podcasts and playing songs on them uh Hmm. Can you? I don't even think it. Can you hear that though? No, are you playing music right now? I can't hear it. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, it does. Yeah, it's not one of my favorite songs, but it has, ironically, one of my favorite parts. Oh yeah. But the drums in this uh, in this album are like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like really into drums right now or something but the drums in this album are like they blow me away they sound better than on any other andrew wk album on like i like the just they're like powerful they're like the way they recorded them i don't know how they did it but um i feel like i'm right there playing the drums yeah i i'm personally playing those drums yeah and they sound, i get wet you know had a huge production budget i bet and the wolf you know, also Island Records, but the drums here sound amazing. Yeah, I think the whole album sounds really good. Like, he really spends a lot of time layering lots and lots of sounds so that it's just mm-hmm. like this huge symphonic orchestraic kind of, like, wall of sound, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really like that. It's dope. The uh, The song Total Freedom... Yeah, it's uh, it's man. There's so many songs you could probably like compare that to, and Andrew probably would like hate that because you know, as an artist, I'm sure you're just you're just coming up with stuff. You're not like trying to mimic somebody else, but like it's just natural for us to like try to put context and make sense of these things. So before you but, say it, I have there's a song that I th- I thought of the first time I heard that song, and I'm really interested to see if. You thought it was the same song as I did, so keep going. <laughs> For total freedom, is that yeah, what we're yeah. Talking about? Okay, I, maybe because I feel like there's a lot of songs that you could like project onto this song. But um, who the who teenage wasteland like the opening? Okay. And then it's the voice in the beginning is very like Neil Diamond ish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was <laughs> thinking of the song. Um, uh, Come Sail Away by the Sticks. Oh, yeah. See that opening? That Yeah, that's yeah, the same like as the, it's got Teenage like Wasteland. The electronic flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's along the same lines. And I love that song, Come Sail Away. <clears throat> and so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of those songs are awesome. So, Total Freedom is like a great song. And actually, the, the, uh, the messaging, or like that probably has my favorite um, message out of any of the. Yeah, I mean, this tracks. I agree. So um, when you look at this album as a whole, thematically, or the way it sounds, or like, 
how is this album different or how has it progressed or moved from the previous albums? So it's not, I, I get wet part two. And, uh, <clears throat> I think what this is, I, the way I've thought about it is this is almost like that follow up album to the wolf, even though close calls with brick walls came out, um, like three years later after the wolf, uh-huh. But Close Calls with Brick Walls was like kind of experimental, right? Like it was, there was like different sounds and like totally just not what we'd ever heard or expected. Like The Wolf was different, yes, but it was still like within, it played this by the same rules, I guess, you know? Yeah. Whereas Close Calls with Brick Walls, it kind of, uh, it just did its own thing. It did whatever it wanted to do. Yeah. And I appreciate it for what it is. Um, I like that album, but this album is more like, yeah, like the follow-up to The Wolf. Um, it's not really, I mean, even though he does new new things, I wouldn't say it's like experimental in the same way that Close Calls with Brick Walls was. It, it still plays by like the same rules as I Get Wet and The Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it's the same in and different but uh i feel like it's really like it's he's really like sunk into his like thematic and like the deeper meaning of party in this in this larger like world of party in this album mm-hmm. you know like really and like with the spoken word tracks and stuff he's like really driving it in that like this isn't just you know brain dead partying but this is like a whole i don't know belief system Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's even deep i mean people liked that about the wolf and this is even like uh it's almost i wouldn't say (sighs) okay so like i get what album there's a lot of like subtext to that album of like sexuality stuff right right this album, there's a lot of like subtext of, I would say, I don't know if you would say Christian, but like religious things in this album. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he says, and I don't know anything. He says, um, I don't know the Christ. I don't know how to pray. Right. Um, he says, there's, you know, obviously the devil's on your side. There's just like a lot of, um, the party never dies. He talks about, um, child is born and you know in the day yeah there's just a lot of like religious references and i thought that was um interesting yeah you know in music's worth living for he's calling down god Mm -hmm. from a light like a lightning rod so which is definitely not ever anything that's mentioned in the wolf or i get wet not that that's not um who he was or what he was about at that time. It's just sometimes you don't have to, you can't fit all that into an album. So yeah. this was the manifestation of, of something. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it yet, but um, yeah, I, I just get, noticed that theme throughout it. I, I get the feeling that uh, Andrew has been through some stuff. Like he's had some hard times and he's had to claw his way out of some depression or some, some big setbacks or, perceived or real or otherwise like he's like really 
portraying this idea of overcoming the odds and, you know, um, fighting back the demons and that kind of thing. Right. If, if it's, um, what do they call autobiographical? Yeah. If it is that, um, then yeah, that's definitely, but uh, yeah, I mean, when you're putting that out there, when you're putting an album out there like this, you have to know that that's what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's not autobiographical, it's what people are going to think about you. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, the, the, oh yeah, overall, it's just like this very, it's like the, like we've said before, like the Anthony Robbins of, of like rock and roll, like this, like, mm-hmm. uh, motivational self-help rock music. You know what's weird though is like it's uh again there's like this weird polarizing like um thing going on with this album though because even though it is it has those things in it man I like don't feel super like light and like um lighthearted as I'm going through some of this album especially with um the devil's on your side and break the curse I feel like I just I'm like Frodo taking the the one ring through Mordor and it's just like weighing on me, you know? It's like this ooh, you know, boom, boom, boom. I'm yeah. like, "Whoa, this is so intense." And like just like this it's like I'm in the ocean and like these waves just keep crashing down on me. <laughs> That's what the a lot of this album felt like and uh it's at the end of it though I felt triumphant, you know, it was like this, uh, I felt like I accomplished something, but I'm exhausted afterwards at the same time. Uh, whereas like sometimes, you know, other, I get wet is like more like you're drinking battery acid and you can run through a brick wall. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> you're like, I'm invincible. You know, I can do anything. Um, this is, I don't want to say sludged, you don't like sludge through the album, but it just is, uh, it's, it just like hammers you with the sound. It's very, uh, intense the way it sounds there. There's some light, there's some light parts. Um, party mindset is, uh, is kind of a fun song. It's yeah. It's a little on the silly side. Yep. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something, maybe the word is like cathartic, you know, like mm-hmm. listening through the album, it's almost as if you like um, vicariously go through these ranges of emotions so that by the end of it, you do have that exhausted feeling because it's like you really went through it. You like you really felt the uh, the ups and the downs, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's that is a good feeling just because it's not like um, maybe like a, a naive positivity it's positivity because you've like experienced all these things yeah or like a like a red bull caffeine high yeah you're just like man i went through some stuff when i went through that album (laughs) (laughs) but you came out you came out of it you know better i guess yeah so i've thought about that i've so you said you because sometimes i do listen to i get wet to like it's kind of like uh my get shit together album where like, you know, I got to focus, 
I'm going to get some, I got energy. I can draw upon this. Yeah. It's like a awesome go-to just to like change your physiology. Kind of like what you referenced earlier. This album, I've wondered, and it's too soon to tell, I think, because I'm still digesting it. I, I've wondered if I can, re- I'll be able to rely on this album like I have with, uh, I get wet and the wolf. I've, I feel like I'm still able to even do that with the wolf, but I, I've wondered if I will be able to on the wolf, this album. But you said you have ran and worked out to it. I did. Yeah. This morning. And, uh, hmm. it was a lot of fun. To- yeah. I think like, I mean, music is worth living for ever again. I don't know anything Those just push you right off the gate into like really fun, exciting songs. And then Give Up On You is just like, it's kind of like this, uh, put your head down and you're like, your march like, yeah. Or not give up, I mean, keep on going, keep on going. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, keep on, you're just like going and going. And then uh, I think uh, Total Freedom then is just kind of this like, uh, uh, I don't know, even like therapeutic kind of song. It's just like, it's a, that Total Freedom is a wild song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know what's you know what's interesting though about "Give Up on You" is the title of the song is uh is totally not what the song is about because the title kind of leads you on to think that someone is going to give up on you. Uh huh. But he says, "I won't give up on you." Right. And so, like the it's kind of like the Wolf song, "Never Let Down." Never. It's like all about you know I'm never gonna break your heart. You know, I'm never going to let you. So this song is like very similar themes. I felt like, you know, it's all about reaching out to Uh somebody and uh, lifting them up. And so I I love that, that message and that song for that reason. The very beginning is like almost like a church choir sound. Yeah, I like the beginning. (laughs) So, but yeah, keep on going is actually... um, I like the messaging in Give Up On You probably more, but I like the, the way the song sounds of Keep On Going even more. Than yeah, my, my, uh, my big sister is like, um, this whole year she's in some kind of like nurse school. Mm-hmm. And so she's like overwhelmed because she has two kids and she's going through like this nursing program. So she has to pass all these tests and I don't know. So I sent her an email. I was like, with the, I sent her an email and the subject line was keep on going. <laughs> and then I wrote, Dana, quick, listen to track nine uh, and keep on going or something. And then I sent it to her. And then she, nice. she brought me back today. She's like, thank you. I listened and I am ready to keep on going. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Boom. Instant. So what do you think about this album, um, like, success-wise? Do you think that this album will um, – how should I frame this question? There's there's different kinds of success, I feel like, in the music industry. But what do you think about the um, – will this put Andrew's name back on the map again? I, I kind of feel like it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. I think that um, – there's like a whole history with Andrew WK that you kind of and have that's to... all right, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, 
You know, it's like there's like this history of, of Andrew WK that you kind of have to understand to really get a lot out of this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if pe- like well, I, it's kind of like all of Andrew WK stuff. It's like you either you get it or you don't get it, and I feel like this is harder to get. Mm, okay. I'm not sure if if that's accurate. It just seems like. Um, it's difficult to say out loud, isn't it? You kind of have, you have to stick with it a little bit more. It's not it's not cotton candy, like I get wet is. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like instantly like oh this would go great to a Cheetos commercial with kids skateboarding. <laughs> right. So like, you know. I've I feel like it is um, I feel like it is easy to get, but the environment won't get it so I get, we're probably saying the same thing but in a different way so i just feel like the uh, the industry or like the the pulse of the music industry um is not suitable for this type of music at, in 2018 but that doesn't make it not amazing uh, at the same time so like um I think that there is, I guess what what I'm trying to say is like, it's not going to go mainstream. Like it's not right. going to get tons of radio play. It's not going to be a household name or album, but I don't think that matters. And I don't think that that's what uh, was even like expected or considered when making this album. And I'm sure that has to be like things, you know, these people think about. So yeah. Uh, not that uh, so I think you can still have success though within the realm of not being mainstream and not having radio play as well does that make sense yeah I, you know what I was thinking is that you kind of have to let down your guard to enjoy it like what we were talking about last time about uh, suspending your disbelief so you're talking more about like critical um, reception like how people, not so much the commercial side, but you're talking more about like critics being able to get it. Yeah, or yeah, kind of anybody really. I mean, you have to just be, um, you have to let yourself enjoy it as opposed to thinking that it's um, too, I don't know the word, vapid, or it's just like this, it's cheesy or something. Because mm-hmm. I think it's not cheesy, but uh, I think there are people who want, would want to call it cheesy. Yeah, I can see that. I agree with that. It's, uh... Because he's like almost over the top with like some of the sounds and the emotion and the swelling of orchestra and like the, the breadth of the sound and how big it is. And he's singing about like, you know, partying and the and and total freedom or I don't know, like these things that just kind of are um gaudy or something. Mm-hmm. And uh you have to just like sit back and and enjoy that instead of being too judgmental from the get go. Or else it's just gonna seem like I don't know, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. How about the um, this sound? We talked about that a little bit. Did you uh, did you do anything with 
like the first time you went through the album and did you where what was the setup what were, what were you doing I listened to it on my I have these over the ear headphones and uh, sitting in my um, comfy chair and that's how I listened to it in my office. Okay. At home. Oh, at home. Okay. Yeah. So you waited. Yeah. I, I, uh, well, I listened to some songs, but I didn't listen all, listen from beginning to end all the way through until I got home. Okay. What about you? So I listened on over the ear headphones that I have and the, uh, I don't know what it was about cause I really like these headphones, but, um, I didn't notice until afterwards because I, I I took off on Monday actually. So I I woke up in the morning and and I saw the NPR thing and I was like I'm not going to work today. So I called it. <laughs> I called in. <laughs> and uh, so I got in my car and I I listened to the whole album in my headphone on my headphones. And yeah, it just sounded like kind of muddy or something. Um, it's almost like there's like too much going on. I don't know. So then I, you know, took, I listened to the album, took off my headphones and then I listened to it again, but like driving around in my car and I liked it a whole bunch more the second time. Like the car just let it, it breathe a little bit more or something. Uh And like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you, you've listened to it a bunch throughout this week. So I think what's cool about, um, music like this is like there's like these different phases of um, consuming it because the first time you're like you're just like trying to figure it out and uh, it's just like this whole new thing but <clears throat> I think this is true with in general but when I started listening to it actually it was just last night I started learning the, the I think the trick is the, like the words, like the lyrics, once you can like kind of start to sing along with it mm-hmm. is when it really like unlocks things on the album. Because I mean the, the radio industry, like everybody knows this in the radio industry, like the familiar, familiar songs. Like if you know a song that comes on the radio, you're like, Oh, I know this song. And it's like exciting. Cause you didn't pick it on your iPod. The radio picked it and it's like, Oh my goodness. Like the music God's, knew I like this, but that's totally not the case. They know exactly what they're doing. Anyway, so they're, they're, they're repeating like the same songs all day long, right? Yeah. And, that, and they're trying to hook you. And so, <clears throat> you know, with the, with this album, I'm listening to it, I'm listening to it, and then I'm starting to like, it's starting to become familiar, and it's like getting better, you know, because now I know it. It's like mine. They're like my songs now. Right. And uh, so last night I was listening to I Don't Know Anything while I was going through uh, Taco Bell drive through and dude, it was just like I cranked that thing so loud, and it's like, oh, I love that song so much now. I love the whole album because of that effect. Uh-huh. I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I can't wait till the tomorrow. I'm getting you know the lyric book that comes with the CD. I, I it'll have all the lyrics and stuff, so I'm excited to learn it more. I guess. Right. I'm excited for him to come around again. He's got to be. I wonder if he's going to go like on a tour in the summer or another time this year. Well, he is. He is uh, doing like an East Coast and UK tour. I think starting up here pretty soon. I'm. I'm sure oh, okay. he's going to come. You know, reboot it and do a whole 
West Coast or international tour again after that. But that's a, you know that's an interesting idea too, um, because how will these songs um, be live? Like when you have it up against you know the I Get Wet album that everyone already knows, and or like some of the Wolf songs, and then you put some of these songs next to it. Like that'll change the dynamic of the concert, I'm sure. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be exciting to hear a lot of these songs live. So, okay, um, if we're doing like Dragon Heads for our rating system, you know, based off the the album cover, ten out of ten Dragon Heads. Uh, <laughs> based off of the album cover. <laughs> like uh how many dragon heads are you giving it how many dragon heads on a scale of one to ten dragon heads i think i would give it i think i'd give it a eight or a seven maybe a seven and a half okay i'm gonna give it a hmm. see this is also tricky because man it's uh i've been living off of the, the table scraps of I get wet for years and years. I've had so much time to like think about it. <laughs> yeah. I've had like a few days to think about this album. So it's hard to like, I don't want to come to any conclusion because I come back and listen to this. If the who, am album, I, who am I kidding? I'm never going to come back and listen to this, but uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, uh, can I, you did you did a half right? Maybe sure. I'll do an eight a half or not. I'm gonna do okay. I'll just do eight and a half for now. Yeah. If if this if the album had another I don't know anything kind of song somewhere in it towards the middle or maybe more than a couple more of those upbeat uh, like more familiar what I would consider like the typical NWK song. It would, mm-hmm. it would have gotten closer to like an eight and a half like you. But because it has like this middle section of the album that just kind of slows down, um, it's just, um, I don't know, it's not everything I imagined it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, I think, I think mine will go up because, like I said, I feel like I'm just starting to unlock it because I'm learning the songs more and more. Right. Um, so I think mine will actually get up to more like a nine when all is said and done. But for now, I'm going to say eight and a half. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So we got a, I mean, we, uh, we got a lot to chew on with this album. We do. Yeah. This podcast is not over. I'd like to dig into, uh, some of these songs and to like extrapolate their meanings, uh, and, and go, go, uh, broad and deep. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to keep on going. Yes, we are. Cool. Well, thanks, Zach. Thank you for this uh, chat. We'll see you next time. All right, see you.